Miss Liz. That's right. It's tea time. In the house tonight, I have an incredible man here who is going to share in memory of his sister, April Riley, her incredible story and what he has created from the loss of his sister. So I'm just going to read a little bit on Dr. Kenya and then we're going to get in and have an incredible, memorable tea. As you can see, there's a candle lit in the back in memory of his sister. So if you would like to light a candle in memory of her, please do. I ask that you all Pay your respects to her by sharing your support by lighting a candle for the time that we are on tea time tonight. So a little bit on Dr. Kenya. Dr. Kenya, PhD, is a compassionate, world-renowned master Reiki teacher and life coach specializing in relationships, trauma, healing as a counselor. He is known as a youth advocate, social justice educator, fashion designer, and minister. He has taken the world by surprise with his creative resilience. See especially after losing his young sister to the stage four pancreatic cancer. He is, an, he is better known for spreading a relentless message of hope to victims of domestic violence and love among the cancer community by using a common sense approach to living a fulfill, fulfilled, healthy, successful life, both domestically and internationally. As CEO and host of his relationship counseling podcast entitled Kenya Speaks, Dr. Kenya has created a legacy that opens the doors of dozens of hurting hearts through creating a platform for adults and our youths to express themselves while they learn to love again, while healing from within and fostering healthy relationships with others. And if you'd like to know more about Dr. Kenya Speaks, please check out Ms. Liz's Facebook page, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and all of that good stuff that's out there. So welcome, Dr. Kenya. I am so proud to have you in the studio today, and especially on this day. Today is the National World Day of Can uh, Pancreas Cancer Awareness. So it's an honor to have you here. So just get into a little bit on your story first, Dr. Kenya, and then we'll get into April's story on and where you've taken April's legacy. Sure, Liz. I almost called you Dr. Liz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have an honorary doctorate that was given to me in 2020, so <laughs> oh. sure, go ahead. Good. Yeah. Miss Liz is fine. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. Miss Liz, I appreciate you so much. It's an honor to be here, and uh, I appreciate having this opportunity to speak to you and your guest and share my tea and pour my cup of tea and um, remember my sister as well. So a little bit about myself, guys. Um I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't often get the spotlight like this where I can just talk about myself, right? 
Um, but a little bit about myself. I am an individual that is passionate about humanity. Um, I stand and fight with victims of domestic violence. I stand with and fight for uh, cancer and cancer survivors. I lost my sister to stage four pancreatic cancer. I've lost several members of my family to cancer, whether it was leukemia, breast cancer, or pancreatic cancer, et cetera. Uh, a little about myself, a little bit about myself is, well, I'm a, I'm a father. I have uh, two sons and one daughter. And I have always been an active figure and father of you know, my children. Uh, I was losing my sister to stage four pancreatic cancer back in uh, May, May 18th, specifically 2016. While losing my sister to cancer, I was also losing custody of my children, my now 14-year-old and now 13-year-old daughter, my son and daughter. At the time, they were nine and 10. They're twins. They're Irish twins. They're 10 months apart, right? So, <laughs> so I was losing custody of my children at the time. And what was baffling to me is that I'd been raising my children from, from my uh, prior marriage. Well, we were married and divorced and uh, it finalized in 2013. So from 2000 and, um, 2007, 2008, when our children were born, I'd been raising our children uh, pretty much alone in, in 20, uh, 2008. And so I raised them up until about four years ago. And in 2013, the court said, you know what, uh, custody is going to remain with you. You're going to have custody. You know, their uh, mom's going to have visitation. Right. So, OK. Um, I did the best that I could as a father. I was in a carpenter's union. 73 was my local in St. Louis, Missouri, off of Hampton 44. So I was going to uh, the uh, uh, union apprentice, uh, joint union apprentice carpenter school in Redbud, Illinois you know, uh, and learning the skill uh, as a carpenter, right, as an apprentice. And, um, you know, I had some other jobs working in the warehouse and just doing whatever I could to maintain a household, right, as a as a newly married uh, husband and, and father. Um, I wanted to make sure that my family had everything that they needed. Well, they did. They had everything except for me because I was working all the time. <laughs> so. So uh, I guess they didn't see much of me, uh, you know, in all honesty. So uh, those are some things that I, I kind of regret. Uh, but I was I was brought up pretty traditional that the man is supposed to provide. The man is supposed to take care of the household. The man is supposed to be the protector. And so I did what was what I thought I was supposed to be doing as a father and as a new newlywed. Right. As a, as a new husband. And uh, interestingly is. I'd always prayed for a wife, and that's what God gave me. See, I was very pacific. Listen to me. I know you guys caught it. I was very pacific, right? And so what happens when you're in the Pacific? Well, the Pacific is an ocean, so you end up drowning, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I did, right? I drowned because uh, I fell, and I got back up because a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. So I fell in the water in the Pacific because I was very pacific. I said, God, I want a wife. And that's it. I just wanted a wife. And, you know, I was really young. And uh, pretty young when we had gotten married and, and all that great stuff. And so um, I, I had an idea of what I wanted, but I wasn't specific 
right? So we have to be very careful and specific about what we want, what we desire, and what we need in our lives and make sure that it aligns with our purpose, right? And that it also aligns with the will of God. Because if we don't, then, well, we're going to be pacific and we're going to be drowning specifically. Right? Yeah, we will. <laughs> Great. We're, we're going to get lost in those big oceans. And, 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 and just before we got on to the live show, we were saying we've got to be careful what we ask for, right? Because you just yeah. never know if you ask, you won't get what you're asking for if you don't, if you're not precise and you're not specific, right? right? So, so now, Dr. Kenya, I'd like to get into April's story. What, how long before, she, because she, you had shared this with me when we had our interview together, that uh, she knew she was dying and she asked to come home. So did you, were you aware before she said she wanted to come home that she had it or that's when you found out? Well, uh, my sister April was living in Atlanta, Georgia for a little while, uh, for a number of years. She traveled. That woman traveled all over the place. Like she would be in one state to another state to one country. To, I'm like, where are you at? How are you paying to get to all these different places? What are you doing? And, and I'm the eldest, right? And I'm like, how are you at... Okay, so she would be in one state and living in one state for a while. Then she'd be in another state. Like she was in Texas. She was in Atlanta. She was just all over the place. And uh, But I remember she lived in Atlanta, Georgia for a little while. And one day we talked on the phone. And she was like, hey, bro, I'm ready to come home. And uh, I need a favor. I'm like... What is it? <laughs> what is it? You know, and uh, she was like, "I need you to, I need you to fly me home." I said, "Okay, all right." She says, uh, "I need you to, you know, put me on a plane and 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 fly me home like ASAP." I'm like, "All right, fine." So I paid for her plane ticket, and uh, I actually got a good deal too. So, but I paid for her plane ticket, and uh, she was back in St. Louis. And uh, so she uh, she'd been in St. Louis, Missouri for a little while, uh, maybe maybe a couple, maybe about a year or so, a couple of years, maybe, maybe. And uh, I remember she was on this health kick. At one point, she wanted to be vegan and was uh, on this health journey of, 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 you know, getting her health in order. And, and uh, uh, she was very spiritual, very God fearing, very loving very caring, um, very outgoing, the life of the party, right? Everybody loved her. Uh, she was just this awesome, amazing ball of energy, right? That if you knew her, you'd love her instantly. She made friends just like the wind, like the wind blows. She's got friends, right? She was, had just that personality and she would, she, she had this spark about her that would ignite and light up the entire world, right? She had this illuminating light about her. And uh, she, was, she was my twin, you know? She was my, my twin. We were actually about a year and a half. She was a year and a half younger than I am, but we were like little twins. Everything I did, she, she pretty much did, you know, um, when we were younger, of course. And uh, I remember she was ordering this food. She she ordered these, uh, like she was doing meal prep, but she would order the food from some company and the company would ship her the food, you know, her vegetables and things of that nature because she was on a spiritual journey of being a vegetarian or vegan. And uh, sometime after, shortly after, after ordering all this food, 
she started having pain in her stomach and abdomen area and things and she would complain about it and she would not have the strength and energy that she needed uh, quite often. And so she started going to the doctors, getting checked out and whatnot. And then uh, um, they couldn't identify what was wrong with her. They just thought it was just, you know, it was just something that's viral and, you know, it, it came and it went, it, you know, it, 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 it had come and it would go type deal, but no, it lasted and, and they couldn't give her any answers. And then uh, eventually um, they told her that she had stage four pancreatic cancer. Well, by the time they caught it, it was in stage four. So here she is, 34, just turned 35, April the 19th of, of 2016. May 18th, she passed away uh, after being in hospice for seven days at our mother's home. So she got to enjoy um, Mother's Day with our mom. We were all over our mother's house and um, enjoyed her birthday and all that. But, you know, she had been going through chemo and radiation and stuff, and she lost well over 50 pounds, well over 50 pounds for sure, uh, massive weight loss. Um, and uh, it was just uh, devastating just seeing her go through what she went through and uh, – you know, uh, some of the treatments that she had to go through, she could only have one one guest visitor or one person to go with her and whatnot for emotional support and things of that nature. So uh, she opted to have her friend go with her and uh, her friend went with her, you know, every time she would do the radiation and chemo. And, um, you know, of course, the family, we, you know, we wanted to be there for her and with her, but uh, it was our my sister's wishes. And so we wanted to honor her. You know, um, she felt more comfortable um, going with her friend or having a friend go with her to support her throughout this process. And um, and uh, she would have these little things. I don't know what they're called, but like little sticky things where she get probed and checked and stuff for, you know, uh, blood and all of that stuff. And they would be all over her little body and chest and things and um and she had these beautiful locks, long hair past her back, and uh, and uh, going through the radiation and chemo, she ended up losing her hair, and her hair was falling out, and so she had to get rid of all her locks because most of them fell out. And she had this heart of gold, even though she was going through what she was going through, she wanted to donate her locks, donate her locked hair to uh, uh, St. Jude's children to American Cancer Society, and to family members. I didn't even know all this was going on. Wow. So she would uh, take the hair to St. Jude's, to uh, American Cancer Society, and these other organizations. They wouldn't take her hair, though. They, they wouldn't take it. Um, another conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, but she donated some of her hair, her locks, to our family members and uh, some of the some of the uh, young ladies in the family uh, wore her hair, wore her locks, because some of them had locks, and uh, it was just amazing what she had, what she had been doing. She had been preparing herself and preparing us for for what was about to happen, and she knew what was going on. You know, bless her heart, she knew what was going on. She just didn't want us to worry and be concerned about her, and uh, and she was just uh, so strong, and she fought, just fought fought with a smile on her face through it all. And 
I remember just praying for her and she wasn't the touchy feely type. She didn't like to be touched and held and hugged and all of that stuff. She didn't like that. She was an Aries. Okay. She did not like all of that, but she was loving and kind and, and generous and, and, uh, she had a great heart. Oh, did I lose you? Okay. I think. Oh, All right. Uh, are, are you back? <laughs> yep. Might be my sister's spirit. <laughs> it might be. She might be saying, hey, hey, not too many secrets here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The spirit the spirit comes and visits all the time, right? It it, yeah. it is she's with you all the time. Uh, Dr. Kenya, I, I your sister sounds like a beautiful soul. She sounds like a beautiful woman. And you've created these beautiful legacies for her through the K collections. Kai collections. The Kai collections. Could you tell the viewers a little bit about the Kai collections? Sure. So Kai collections, uh, funny because I hid our names in Kai. Uh, my name is Kenya. So K is Kenya. One of the A's is April, my sister. <laughs> and one of the other A's is... Um, uh, Avi, uh, Angel, Eli, my children's name. So we make up Kai. And Kai mm -hmm. in, in the Hebrew language actually means life. So Chai or Kai means life. So these are life's, life's collections, right? And so and when I lost my sister to cancer, I was wondering and thinking and praying, how could I keep my sister's legacy alive? What can I do? What do women really like and enjoy? and love besides money, clothes, and shopping. And I pondered it and I thought about it. Not that I've personally ever seen my sister wearing high heels, but she would dress, she was a fashionista. I'm telling you, that woman would dress, okay? She had some swag. And uh, she would make everything that she wore look so good. And so, um, you know, I, I thought, and I prayed and I pondered on what I could do to keep our legacy alive. And it came to me, shoes. And I said, oh, my God, that would be great. But I don't know how to design anything. I don't know how to create anything. I don't know how to make shoes. How can I? And I said, you know what, April? I said, you're going to have to help me because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to design shoes. I don't know. I don't even know where to start. So she inspired me and I figured it out. Um, it's, it's like she's this, she's this, this, this energy, right? She's this, this energy that's, that's, that's guiding me, kind of like uh, the movie, what is that, Ratatouille, where you had the little, <laughs> little rat under the chef's hat guiding her, showing her how to cook, right? And my sister's energy is like, bro, do this, bro, do that, bro, do this, bro, do that, do that, do that, connect here, connect there. And I'm like, I don't know which way I'm going, why I'm going in this direction, why I'm being pulled in these different directions. And today I know why. I know why. So I started designing women's shoes, stilettos. I started off designing women's stilettos. What woman don't like stilettos, right? So I started designing stilettos and other shoes that I thought women would like. And today my shoes are made in, uh, I designed them, but they're manufactured in Italy. And as of April uh, 19th of this year, 
I had a prototype of one of the shoes made in Africa, in Nigeria, and in commemoration of April Riley. Um, it was uh, also Women's International Day, so I had something created for her in honor of that, right? So, so every year I am working on doing something to keep my sister's legacy alive because she was a beautiful person. I want to give her the best. So I had my shoes made in uh, some of the best countries in Italy and in Africa. And um, that's that's what I'm doing right now. So the shoes can be made to order um, either genuine Italian leather or uh, genuine African leather shoes uh, can be can be purchased uh, at, at any point in time. So that's that's high collections. And uh, everything that we do with Kai Collections, we obviously raise cancer awareness through our shoes. So the concept that I had was we're not just talking about spreading cancer awareness, but we're actually doing it one shoe at a time. And to promote and to, to, to honor and promote not just my sister, but any cancer victim, wear the shoes. When you wear these shoes, know that you are planting your feet on, on solid ground and you are paving the way for our young men and women coming behind you. I, I, I really like that, Dr. King. Yeah. I and I like the one shoe at a time because that's what I do is I do one cup of tea at a time. Yeah. Right. So I kind of like it. I know that we're aligned for a reason. And I, and I do have it shown up here. So anybody who will be watching the video tea time can see all of these links that I've been putting up. And I've been posting some of the articles that were shared today by me, by Dr. Kenya that he has been in and published. So please check out those articles as well. And you can also support the tea that he has created. So let's get into the tea now. Sure. A little bit about tea because we are on tea time. So let's get, so <laughs> where did the idea of the holistic tea come from? All right. So I wanted to do something different. Uh, I really wanted to do something really, really different with this, um, with this tea. And, you know, I am the founder of Dr. Kenya's Holistic Meditative Tea. And the reason why I designed this tea is because I lost my sister, April, in 2016. And uh, she passed away at a, at a very young age. And the insurmountable loss of my sister served as a catalyst of my journey to identify and create an effective remedy which allows the body to fight off illness. That was the point. That was the reason why I wanted to make this tea. Because um, I thought of my sister and I thought of everyone else that that is that has experienced cancer and currently going through cancer and those that we've lost from cancer. So I envisioned a holistic meditative tea that could relax the body, ease the pain, and elevate the mind to raise cancer awareness. So the tea is both an anti-inflammatory and antioxidant probiotic tea that combines elderberry and cinnamaldehyde to prevent cancerous tumor growth, cell mutation, DNA damage, and that could also strengthen the immune system. Um, so I was playing around with some ingredients and doing research on ingredients that uh, that could get the job done, that could alleviate some of the pain that I imagined that my sister was going through, the pain that I imagined any cancer victim would be going through, the chronic pain, the pain that 
that will cause you to have to self-medicate with morphine because the pain is so insurmountable, right? And being in hospice, all they can do is try to make you comfortable by giving you morphine, uh, all these dosages of morphine to, to, to ease your pain. Well, at the same time, while your pain is being eased, your organs are shutting down and it's speeding up the, the process of, you, of, of your demise. And so I created this tea to help reduce the risk of cancer to stabilize the blood sugar and glucose. And I wanted the tea to have uh, vitamins and minerals that could treat various things or that could aid and assist the human anatomy uh, with the vitamins and nutrients that, that you need without popping all these pills, without doing, you know, taking all these other one a day or multivitamins type deals. So I created this tea for that purpose, right? That, uh, that treat, it, it can treat, uh, hypertension, uh, pain, kidney disorders, diabetes, cancer, it increases blood circulation. Uh, it treats gastric, uh, disorders. It reduces free radical damage and slows the aging process. So these, these ingredients that I have in this, in this, in this tea is, um, uh, is very beneficial to the to the human body and the anatomy. Um, and one of the other things that I did, I don't know if you saw it yet, uh, Dr. Liz, uh, with cancer awareness affirmation, right? I put an affirmation on the tea uh, label. So when it's wrapped around the tea bottles, they're going to see this cancer awareness affirmation. And it says, conquer your illness, wake up with strength, and a peace of mind, raising cancer awareness one T at a time. And this is this is why we're connected, Dr. Kenya. We got one shoe at a time. We got one tea at a time. We got one cup at a time. Come on, we're one one at a time, right? This is how we make a difference: is we make it one one life at a time. And I really want the viewers out there who are watching and who will watch the replay to understand that we need more awareness on the pancreatic cancer. Uh, as we were speaking in the back of the studio, Dr. Kenya and I, there's not enough awareness out there. We need more awareness. We need more people speaking and sharing their stories. Uh, like you said, your sister was diagnosed in April and she passed in May. Like that is short time from being diagnosed to passing. You know, that's just how, how rapid this cancer is. It, it takes you without any time. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure that none of you were prepared for how fast it happened from the diagnosed time to the time that she's passed. Right. No, so, no, not at all. In fact, we had hoped and prayed that she would come out of it and that she would be fine. And uh, I remember. Uh, the last moment of her life, she uh, just the day before she passed. Or maybe it was that uh, it was the night before. No, it was it was the morning before she passed away. She wanted um she wanted to take a bath. And so she needed help getting to the to the bathroom and you know bathe and all that stuff. She just wanted to take 
a bath. And so um, my youngest son's mother, Eli, <laughs> his mother actually accompanied my sister to the bathroom and helped her, you know, with her hygiene and things. And uh, I remember seeing her. She was so heavy. I even, you know, assisted to, to walk her towards the bathroom. And I noticed that this little bitty woman had lost her. She had lost all this weight, but she was solid. I mean, she was so strong. It was like her organs and things had, had started giving away. And, uh, and uh, we knew that it wouldn't be long. Uh, especially when the hospice lady came in and she said, well, uh, she's showing all the signs. Uh, she, uh, she has seven days and, uh, so prepare yourselves. And I said, no, you're, you're lying. No, she's going to beat this. My sister's a fighter. She's, she's a lion. Like she's a lioness. She's, she's going to fight. She's going to beat this. Like, and then, um, we, uh, we all went to sleep Usually every night there was someone by the bedside with my sister and uh, staying up, you know, all, all night long talking to her and things, comforting her. And this particular night we had all found quarters in our mother's home to sleep and rest. And I was in the basement with um, one or two of my other siblings. And my sister always had a tablet in her hand. She always had this tablet, right? But she would be FaceTiming people. She would be giving people updates and she would be encouraging other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't worry about me. I'm all right. <laughs> you know? Like, I gave my life to God. I'm all right. Don't worry about me. I'm good. And uh, and it was sometime in that early morning that I heard something, something like dump, drop like that. And I thought my sister had fell out of the bed. But when I went up there, I noticed that the tablet that she'd always had with her had dropped. She she died. And I blamed myself for so long because I said, if I would have just been there, if I could have just talked to her just, just a little bit longer, just if I could have just, you know. And it felt bad because... um. She died alone. And uh, I, I remember spending some time with her, just talking to her and uh, kissing her and hugging her and holding her close and just telling her how much I loved her and how much she meant to me and um, then I'm going to do my best to keep her legacy alive, to keep her memory alive. And fortunately, she didn't have any children, but she treated all of her nieces and nephews as if they were hers, of course. <laughs> so uh, she was very, very, very helpful in, in that regard. Um, and then, of course, being the eldest sibling, I notified my mother and my siblings that she had passed away and uh, we started making phone calls and making arrangements and things of that nature. And uh, I just wanted to breathe. 
I wanted to breathe. Um, I felt as if I was being suffocated. So many people were coming. I just lost my sister. I was losing custody of my children. I'd become homeless. There was just so much going on. And when I went outside to cry, to yell, to scream, I couldn't. Nothing came out. Nothing came out. Um, I had to be strong. I had to be strong for all my siblings. I had to be strong for my mother. I had to be strong. I couldn't cry. Nothing came out. It, it tormented me so much. It felt like I had been hit by a freight train. And it knocked all the wind out of me. And I was gasping for air. I just wanted to breathe. So I made a promise to myself that day that I would always keep my sister's memories, the memories that I had of my sister alive. And uh, about a year or so ago, I had a dream that um, I saw a foundation in my sister's honor. It had April Riley Foundation. So I'm not sure what's in store for the future, but I know that my sister's legacy will continue and that there will be a foundation of some sort in her honor. And I know that I'm on the right path in keeping her legacy alive and fighting to raise cancer awareness around the world um, unfortunately, cancer is not just an American thing. It's not just something that happens in America. Cancer is a universal language that everyone around the world understands. We're all born with cancer cells, and it takes a strong immune system to fight off the cancer cells. Every 30 to 33, every 33 to 35 days, you get new cancer, new cells that grow and replenish. And so uh, <laughs> it's interesting. My sister passed away at 35 and uh, a very young, very young age. And she remains to be a memory. Uh, uh, she remains to be an inspiration, an inspiration to me. My heart goes out to all victims of cancer. And... Uh, all the survivors that are out there, I want you to know that my heart is with you. And if you've ever lost anyone to cancer, my heart is with you. I fight with you. I fight for you. And I'm here with you. Thank you, Dr. Kenyon. Thank you for sharing that. And this is what we need to do is we need to start understanding that there there is pain even after they're gone, you know, that we don't move on. We, we learn in a different way. But I really want to thank you for bringing April's legacy to life with the shoe collection and with the tea, because you're going to see you're going to make a difference one shoe at a time, one tea at a time. And you will have that foundation foundation, because I truly believe that. Your sister's spirit is with you. She's strong with you and she will guide you 
that dream came to you for a reason. And I really believe that you're going to be making a big impact and April will be shining down and looking at you and saying, way to go, bro. You know, so, so I, I really want to thank you for being real and raw, Dr. Kenya, because people don't understand the effect that cancer has on family members. You know, once, once the, the, the person who has passed from cancer, the family still suffers and we need to get these stories out there and we need to have these memorial reunions and moments where we can celebrate. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're actually celebrating. So <laughs> we're, we're actually bringing April to life by having her see the incredible work that you're doing and by sharing her story and that, and I really want to thank you for doing that. So now I want to lighten up the tea because I feel like your sister is telling me now's the time. <laughs> Ask him that question. So what is Dr. Kenya's tea? So if I give you the word tea, what is your T-E-A? So give me a word for each letter. All right. Uh, wow. Hmm. Tough. <laughs> Tough would definitely be the T. <laughs> e would be excitement and uh, the A would probably be hmm. the first word that's coming to my mind is awesome Ooh, I like that I've not gotten that one yet and that's what I mean. Every tea is different. Each cup is different. And I, and I really think that you just gave me your tea of life, Dr. Kenya. I, I think so. I, I think so. And I think your sister kind of made me push it because the first word that came out is tough. As a little boy, I think you were a tough, you were, you were that tough one. You were that little, uh, you know, uh, watching over everybody, the tough brother, right? The big brother kind yeah, of like that, to. you know, I had to, I had to, you know, Liz, what's interesting is, um, I've always had a gift of healing and I, I never really embraced it or I did not know how to embrace it as a child. And it wasn't activated until I was actually losing my sister to cancer. Okay. Um, before she passed away, I had embraced Reiki. Uh, and so I became a Reiki level one practitioner and then a Reiki level two practitioner. And I was like, I was determined to heal my sister. Right. Because <laughs> If Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead, why why can't he heal my sister? Why can't God heal my sister and raise her up from this cancer, right? So, you know, I started learning Reiki. And uh, like I said, my sister didn't like touch so much. So level one, you have to touch the people. So I would touch her little feet and I would pray on her feet. And then it would be so intense, the energy, the heat. And she's like, bro, that's enough. Bro, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough <laughs> it would be too much for her to bear and uh because i come from a place of passion and compassion and love and all of that stuff right and i'm a leo so i'm filled with fire already and she's an aries so that double fire <laughs> like no bro stop <laughs> and then i became a reiki level two practitioner and it did not require touch and so I would do the energy work on her, even though I was right there, I wouldn't touch her. I'm like, sister, I got you. I got you. And so she's like, bro, you ain't got to touch my feet, do you? She's like, she didn't like her feet to be touched. <laughs> she's like, Don't touch me. So I started doing the Reiki on her and I noticed that the pain had subsided. 
right? And when I started praying for her, I noticed that the pain that she once felt had had gone. It, it wasn't there anymore. She wasn't in that excruciating pain. And so I'm eternally grateful for that, for learning that gift, because that gift of healing, that gift of prayer, that gift of Reiki is what has helped keep my sanity. It has, it is what has helped keep me in tune with my sister's energy. And, uh, and in creating a legacy for her. So today I'm a Reiki master teacher. <laughs> I wanted it so bad back then. I, I just, I wasn't financially in a position to do it. And uh, those of you that have ever taken Reiki, you know, it costs and, and it's not cheap. So, uh, but yeah, so today uh, I, I feel my sister's spirit and energy with me when I do energy work on others. Others and I do uh, Reiki on them, and I do my sessions, and it always puts a smile on my heart and makes my heart feel so much lighter. And the 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 uh, weight on my shoulders are are lighter as well. And so I know that she's always with me when I'm doing my energy work, when I'm doing my massage, when I'm doing what I do, even even when I'm jogging and running around. And I'm like. I'm overweight. I haven't jogged or ran or in years. And so I would get up one day, no stretching, none of that, and just run 30 minutes straight. And I'm like, oh, God, where's this coming from? There's that excitement. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, I think you really served me your tea of life. You, you didn't give me your tea of day. I think you gave me your tea of life because tough as a little kid, excitement for the present. Like you get up and you want to jog now. <laughs> You're like, where is this coming from, right? It's all awesome, right? So yeah, and, 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 it's an awesome future because it, you're gonna make that difference. You're gonna you're gonna change lives. It's gonna be awesome, and the journey is gonna be really awesome. You're like, look at you, like you're you're a master. Like you, you know, you can you can do anything you choose to put your mind to. You know, you know, and that's so that's that's so true, Liz. And uh, I appreciate you uh, for this opportunity and for your kind words. And um, I want to say this. Because of Reiki, because of my sister, because of the God that I serve and, and affirm in, I have been able to do something that none of my other siblings, no shade to them, or parents, no shade to them, immediate aunts, uncles, cousins, no shade to them, love you all to life. I was able to accomplish something that none of them have accomplished yet. While being homeless for four years, I fought with myself. I wrestled with God. I didn't know what God was showing me, what my purpose was, until I was laying on my back and I was looking up. I was confined to my tent for about three years, three, three and a half years. I was living in my tent. The other six months or so, I was living wherever I could, wherever my the rest of my unemployment money could take me. <laughs> Took you on an exciting ride. It did, most definitely. <laughs> um, I was able to 
learn how to love myself, how to accept me, accept myself for who I am, how to forgive myself. I'm still learning that. (laughs) How to forgive myself. How to be my genuine, authentic self. It took a lot of discipline to be homeless. No one desires to be homeless. No one wants to be homeless. It's something that unfortunately happens to some people. I never cursed God. I never blamed God. I did ask God why. I did ask why. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? A voice came back saying, why not you? And I realized that no matter what we go through in life, someone always has it worse than we do. Always. Always. And God tests us or he allows us to go through things so that we can be a blessing to someone else. Liz, you have a story. You have a heart-wrenching story. And I appreciate you for sharing your cup of tea with me. While I was homeless, I applied myself. I obtained my master's degree. I obtained my doctorate's degree, all while being homeless. So if I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. My sister would always challenge me. We would always challenge each other. And there was things that my sister wanted to do that she did not get a chance to do. So every accomplishment that I make, it's preparing and prepping the way for my siblings and preparing and prepping the way for those that feel like they don't have hope, those that feel like they are misguided, misunderstood, those that feel like they are on a path and they don't know which way they're going. So everything that I do, it's creating a legacy. It's creating an opportunity for someone else to walk that path, walk that narrow path that I've paved before them, that others have paved for me. So just because you're diagnosed with something doesn't mean that you should give up. You keep fighting. You keep praying. You pray without ceasing. You give it your all. My health had started failing me when I was homeless. There was times where I couldn't walk. There's times where I wouldn't know what I was going to eat or any of that stuff. Right? I had a, a cane, things had gotten bad. I had a bulgy disc, sciatica, carpal tunnel, arthritis. You develop all types of health issues when you're out there on the streets, living in a tent in all inclement weather. Because you don't know how to prepare for that. You, you you don't have the necessary clothes and sleeping bags and all that stuff. Right? So God made a believer out of me. He challenged me every day. He mentally challenged me. He challenged me spiritually. And I'm here to tell you that if God can use anyone, if he can speak through animals, donkeys, and people, and he can definitely speak through you. He can definitely use me as a vessel to be a blessing to someone. And if I can help one person, one person, 
I'd leave you with this message, two messages. Just breathe, no excuses, get it done. That's my first message. My second message would be pursue your dreams without permission. That would be my second message. Thank you for those messages, Dr. King. Yeah. I want I want to really bring awareness to the tea that you created. Uh, if anyone would like to purchase this tea, where can this tea be found? And where how are the donations going to help you create the foundation and further along what you're doing for your sister? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate that, Miss Liz. Um you guys can make a donation to, uh, there's a cash app link. Uh, there's QR codes that I think I've provided as well. One of the cash app links is, uh, the cash app, you know, the dollar sign, Dr. King, Yah, or you guys can email Dr. King, Yah at gmail.com. Uh, there's various other, well, there's a few, one other organization you guys can donate to, uh, the human rights and justice coalition, um, or Kai Collections. So uh, we have links for you guys to follow and, and, and QR codes and Cash App links and PayPal links and all that stuff. If you donate to the Human Rights and Justice Coalition, uh, it's a nonprofit organization, uh, has a social enterprise. So uh, we've partnered with them, Kai Collections and Human Rights and Justice Coalition, along with myself. We're working with Human Rights and Justice Coalition. Uh, because that's the nonprofit organization. Kai Collections is the for-profit uh, organization. And uh, I am Dr. King Yah. So uh, I certainly need uh, your support as we utilize the funds for charitable purposes and for cancer research and to fulfill a legacy uh, such as this, to continue spreading the message of hope, to, con to continue spreading cancer awareness, one shoe at a time, one tea at a time, and T-E-E, -E. T-E-E, -E. one tea at a time, one T-shirt, right? <laughs> Did you see the T-shirt? Did you see the Pinterest Cancer T-shirt? Did you see it? I could see it. Anything is possible, right? No, you got you the T-E-E. I designed it. Did you see the tea that I designed, the T-shirt I designed? Did no, I show I, it no, I did, did not. Did that you? Oh, no. I send it to you. And let me tell you guys something really quick. Um, Really quick on this... uh. With the tea, what's interesting is that my um, the tea is spelled T E A, but we had a nickname for my sister and we called her T T E E. And you know, uh, tea like t shirts is what T E E, right? And uh, it, it's interesting because you know, I was thinking about the tea and I was thinking about the t shirts. And uh, it is just so amazing. I just sent it to you on WhatsApp. I don't know why I didn't think about it earlier. Because uh, <laughs> I could have I definitely sent that to you. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, the T-shirts and, and the hoodies uh, available as well. And I'll tell you guys what the T-shirt says. In fact, I posted it on my Instagram too. So you guys can see it on my Instagram um, at uh, Dr. Kenya and then uh, at uh, Kenya Speaks. So it's got the, the butterfly, which is Kai Collections, right, uh, logo, the butterfly. And then uh, it says, together in harmony, strength, and love. And then it's got World Pancreatic Cancer Day, uh, November 18, 2021. 
raising pancreatic cancer awareness one shirt at a time. So, yeah. And this is how we do it, right? One yep. shirt, one shoe, <laughs> one tea, one cup. We we get it done. And this is and this is what it is, right? Yes. We try so hard sometimes to do it too fast, too big, and we fall and we yeah. fail. So let's start taking our times by doing it one step at a time in one shoe with one t-shirt, <laughs> one cup, and one tea. And we will make a difference one step. One day at a time. That's right. You see how we work? One, 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 one. And one leads to two, and two leads to three, and three leads to four, and so, so on. This is how we get the ripple effect of the tea. So, Dr. Kenya, any final words before we wrap up your tea time? And where are the locations that they can find the tea that it is in right now as well? Oh, all right. Uh, so, we have a few locations in um, Georgia. We have a Southern Vegan Soul Cafe, and we also have, uh, let me pull it up. Give me one second. Um, if you guys can order directly from me as well, and I can ship it to you. Um, so you guys can email um, drkinya at gmail.com. You can place your donations and let, let us know. Let me know how many um, teas you guys want. Um, anyone can donate. It doesn't matter how small, how, how great the dollar amount and donate whatever your heart desires. Uh, cause it's, it's really helping, you know, um, with this cause. Additionally, um, uh, each bag of tea, it's a pretty, you know, nice size serving. You can get two or three servings of tea from, from one bag of, of tea. You can pour the contents into a, a, a cup of hot water and mix it and then add your, your sweetener. Some of it has, you know, sweeteners in it like cane sugar, non-GMO, none of that other additives and stuff. It's all naturally organic, things of that nature. Um, so one tea bag um, is $10. Or if you're buying a box of tea, five tea bags, uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll charge $7 per tea bag. So it's like $35 for five bags of tea um, in a box, in a small box. A large box of tea will be uh, 70 bucks. Um, and you're getting 10 tea bags. And uh, aside from that, you guys can just, you know, make your donations. Whether you like tea or not, you can still donate. And uh, it, it helps. Um, there's another company that uh, is carrying the tea right now. Nature We Belong Natural Foods, uh, LLC. It's um, it's in Lilburn, Georgia. Like Lil L I L Burn B U R N Lil Burn Georgia, right? So um, again, my sister lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and I happened to make connections in Atlanta, Georgia. So are <laughs> in Georgia. So that's I guess that's the T is there in Georgia right now. Um, and then you know in Midwest and St. Louis, and um, you know I I get out and I I walk you know streets and I ask people if they like to make a donation. Or if they like to purchase a bag of tea, and uh, when the weather's permitting, uh, Elijah and I, my five-year-old uh, son and I, we go out there and we we serve our tea, and we <laughs> we we manage to uh, to fundraise and uh, and sell a few bags of tea here and there. And so, we're really hoping to to be able to do something, to do more, and with your help, we can have our tea in in stores and in the Walmart's. And uh, we're we're currently. Uh, looking to have it FDA approved 
uh, right now. It's not FDA approved, uh, but uh, there's no harmful um, items in the tea. Um, certainly no no allergens. So it kind of helps with that too. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kenya, for sharing today with us on Tea Time and that. And I want to thank you for sharing your beautiful sister's story as well and keeping her memory alive by coming and serving your cup of tea, your, your one shoe, your one T-shirt, your one tea, you know, one story, one incredible person, you know, one legacy. And this is what we're doing on Tea Time is we're bringing lives to, to make an impact. And we're making a difference by sharing and bringing stories to tea time that are actually making a difference. The everyday person who has overcome something and turned it into a magic journey, legacy, memorable um, foundation, because I see the word foundation and I, I, I see it happening as well, Dr. Kenya. So keep pushing up because I do believe it will happen and that. And I want to thank each and every one of you who have tuned in and who will tune in on the replay. Please push hashtag replay. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Kenya, could you share where they can reach you? I've put a few posts, a few comments up while you were speaking where they can reach you. But if you could just let the viewers know and then we will close up this memorable tea and I will wish you all the best. So, Dr. Kenya, I'll let you close it up tonight and uh, let them know how they can reach you. And then we will close our tea time up. I appreciate you again, uh, Liz, Ms. Liz, so much for everything that you're doing for all your loyal listeners and supporters and those that will uh, replay uh, the message. I hope that it has uh, touched you in such a way that um, you will find comfort in knowing that, uh, that, you know, this is only the beginning, that this is a new beginning for you and that uh, God is there. And as long as you have God within as long as you are learning to love yourself, you are healing yourself. And as you are healing yourself and loving yourself, you are healing other people and allowing your love to shine through you. So what you are doing, Miss Liz, is phenomenal. What you are doing has touched my heart. What you are doing is a blessing to thousands, thousands of people. You bless thousands of people. And through your shows, you'll be able to bless millions. And uh, I am so appreciative of this opportunity of meeting you, of learning from you and being inspired by you because you inspire me. You. you have inspired me in many ways. You have a story. My God. Won't God do it? God will do it. The God in me honors the God in you. This has been an awesome tea time with you. One of the best tea times I've had. And because of you, our stories will not ever go untold. Because of you. That little boy, that little girl that's out there, they have hope now. Because of this opportunity, they're able to listen. They're able to hear the sincerity of our hearts. They are able to follow their hearts in the right direction. 
And I want to encourage your listeners to continue the journey. I want to encourage your listeners to continue. I want to encourage your listeners to continue. We just have a technical issue here. We will take care of that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and this is how we're going to close this tea time up with a little musical glitch. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe April's in the house playing some little joke here on us, but this has never happened. I'm not sure what's going on. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Kenya, for joining me in the studio. And, and to all the viewers out there, I am really sorry about this technical issue. But again, we will wrap it up. And Dr. Kenya will be back with me for the reunion tea time December 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you.